everybody, and welcome to Books Unbound Podcast, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts. With your hosts, me, it's Ariel, and me, Raylene. Woo! All right, <laughs> off we are. Here we are. Uh, we're trying our best. We're having some lagging problems, <laughs> and we're trying to best figure it out. Fingers crossed that Google Meet is the way to do it. <laughs> Um, Raylene, I'm very excited to chat today because I have so many books to talk about this week. That's like crazy. sometimes I feel like I show up and I've got like two books to talk mm-hmm. about. This week, no, no. This That's... week I feel I, I have too many. To be honest, I have too many books to talk about and I've awesome. decided to cut some it's of good them problem. out. good <laughs> problem. Uh, yeah, it's a great problem. How has your week been? How, how are you doing? Yesterday we played a little Stardew Valley and we were both like, it's been so long since we talked. It's weirdly. true. It's been a weird, weird time. Um, I'm doing good. Uh, quick update for anybody who might be wondering about my car accident. Uh, I still don't have my car back, so that's where no. I'm at. It sucks. I'm driving this horrible boat car. It's a Chevy <laughs> Malibu, I think, and it feels horrible. So I'm really sad Ugh. about that right now. Oh, it's okay. I'm getting through it. I'm getting through it. <laughs> when, a couple years ago when my car... Uh, quote unquote disintegrated said the mechanic <laughs> um he also gave me a courtesy car and it was like a horrible junky car um like actual absolute piece of trash that yeah. clearly was just like a really cheap car that they had sort of salvaged and used as the car to lend to people yeah. i fell in love with this car <laughs> that i awesome. literally asked the guy if i could buy it i like tried and tried to buy this horrible car from him just because i loved it so much but it was so comfortable and blue mm-hmm. <laughs> that i was like i need to have this car but he wouldn't sell it to me oh, partly man. i think because they needed it but partly because he was like this is a piece of crap <laughs> like <laughs> yeah you don't want do not buy this car that's funny that story reminds me of the old days when you could go to roger's video or whatever and rent video games and my brother and i fell oh. in love with this n64 game and we couldn't buy it anywhere and so my mom like begged the the rental place to let us buy it and they did and it was Whoa. the happiest moment of our lives <laughs> i love that story <laughs> yeah it was great so that just reminded me of that it was like yours but ours was victorious <laughs> but yours worked yeah if anything yeah. it's probably good that i didn't buy that car but <laughs> it's you like, would have regretted it like eventually it was, yeah exactly it would have fallen apart really soon afterwards but i'm glad that all went well i um or like throughout the week that you had a decent week mm-hmm. i i'm god i got my fingers crossed for you in that car railing i really do um, <laughs> i just want gray wind back <laughs> i know it's such a good name too <laughs> gosh my boy. well my week has been pretty uneventful me and connor had our um anniversary which was really nice oh, yeah. so we've uh been dating for two whole years now which shocks me to my core it feels like (laughs) what is time and how is it going so quickly yeah i keep watching videos about women who live in paris and um i'm like i better do it now because i'm gonna blink and i'll be 80 so (laughs) that's true (laughs) you don't have time (laughs) yeah i know we're all running out of time but speaking of running out of time let's talk about books it's not a segue that makes any sense but that's fine (laughs) i appreciate Um, it all the same so i have quite a massive book haul in front of me (laughs) and i actually decided to not talk about almost like half of the books that i got because i was like otherwise i've got like too many and it's gonna be a whole thing yeah so i know that you also have a bit of a book haul so let's start off with a book haul the reason that I got a bunch of new books is because, like I mentioned, 
it was um, me and Connor's anniversary. Mm -hmm. And the one thing we did was go to a bookshop. And also we ate a lot of takeout. Uh, Mm. We ordered like the most, like the most amount of takeout I have ever had over a three day period before. (laughs) We had like, we had an Indian feast, we had a Japanese feast, and then we had, what was it on our third day? Oh, it was like it was like an Asian fusion feast. Anyway, That's awesome. I'm still full from two weeks ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we we went to Chapters in Halifax. Do you remember me telling you that for Christmas I had gift cards yeah. and that here in Nova Scotia the Chapters are still Chapters? Yeah. So we went and um, we went right at opening, which was brilliant. We went on a Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. It was completely empty and obviously we sanitized when we went in we had our masks on the whole time but it was so much fun to be in a giant chapters with no one there i haven't gotten to do that in a year so i bought a bunch of books and connor bought me books and then i got the book that you sent me (gasps) i got a publisher sent me a book uh, a couple books so things got a little a little hectic with my book buying <laughs> Wait, nuts. uh so let's start there Raylene you started off though because I know I or maybe I should start off because I have so many freaking books to talk about yeah how about you start <laughs> I love that we're starting with the book haul this actually works out perfectly because I'm reading one of the books that I acquired so this is actually oh, the brilliant. perfect order yes okay sick um all right let me start off with the one book that I got that I uh, I know you've read this I'm pretty oh, sure okay. M- my sister the serial killer yeah by Oyen Khan, wow, Brathwaite? Is that, I think Brathwaite? Braithwaite? It might be Braithwaite. That's a tricky one. Yeah. Um, this book has been, I mean, I've heard incredible things from loads of people about it. Mm-hmm. I saw it in the bookshop and it's in paperback now, which I was like, remember our no more hardcovers this it. year yep. rule? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I was excited to see this in paperback and it just sounds so good. So you have talked about it on the podcast before, but it's basically about... Um, two sisters, one of which keeps going through abusive relationships that she decides to end through murder. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And her sister, who I think is our main character, mm-hmm. keeps having to help her clean up these murders. Um, is that about right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, I think it sounds really good. I've heard really good things and I love the cover. The cover really reminds me of my year of rest and relaxation, if you know what I mean. Like the other one was like a beautiful painting with hot pink. This has got like the hot green. Um, Hot green. Okay, and I'll just do one more. How many books do you have, Raylian? How many books are you Uh, hauling today? Four. (laughs) Okay, then you jump in next. What do you have? Okay, Um, I'll start with my most recent haul the other two i got were kind of one was sent to me by you and another one was something i ordered like in december oh okay yeah so um similar to you i went to indigo not too long ago i went to indigo (sighs) the other day or yeah i guess it was last weekend kyle and i were were just out and i was in a terrible mood and he was like let's go to the bookstore i'll buy you a couple of books and i was like oh my god thank you oh my god like i just i needed that that day and so we went in and I I forgot to bring it with me right now to show you the cover, but I got a new edition of The Great Gatsby. It's a 2021 oh. release, a Penguin like pocketbook edition, and it, ha- it has an introduction by Min Jin Lee, the author of Pachinko. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So that's really cool. I haven't read the introduction yet, but I was like, oh, this is super cool, and it has a really pretty cover, and I was just like, I need this cool new edition, and so I bought that, um, and then I was like, Kyle, pick me a book. Like, I asked him to just 
go around and find a book that he thought I would like. So he picked a book for me and mm. bought it. So this next one is chosen by Kyle. It's called The Shadows by Alex North. You've probably seen cool this one Cool cover. Yeah, this guy also wrote The Whisper Man. That was his um, first oh, book, yeah. which I haven't read. Um, but yeah, Kyle just like found this. He thought it looked cool. And it's like a kind of like horror psychological thriller mystery type of thing. I've only, and this is the one I'm reading right now, actually. I've just started reading it, although I am reading something else, so I'll talk about that in that section as well. Um, but yeah, basically, as far as I can tell, some, like, something terrible happened, a kid was murdered, and then 25 years later, we're following like this main character who I think was friends with the guy that got murdered, or the guy, the kid. Mm. And then there's also like a parallel story of like the detectives who are, I think, solving that murder, like that happened before, so... I'm not really clear right. on what's going on yet, but it's like a dark, twisted kind of kind of book. So, uh, yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared and I'm stressed. Yeah. But yeah, so those are the first <laughs> couple of books I got. What else did you get? Well, I got up next, I have three Canadian books. Ooh. So um, the first one is Indian Horse by mm. Richard Wagamese. I've obviously talked about this one loads on the podcast before. And as I've mentioned before... I have never owned a physical copy of this book. So the reason that I read it in the first place was for um, during my undergrad in a Canadian literature course. Right. And at that time, I would get a lot of my course books as ebooks just because they were usually cheaper. And usually, <laughs> I didn't like the books I read for university most of the time. Right. So I didn't really want to clutter my shelves with a bunch of books. And this was one of those few where I was like, damn, I actually really wish mm -hmm. I'd bought the physical copy because it's so good. So um, I saw it there and I was like, you know what? One of the reasons that I don't keep buying it is because I'm like, oh, I could spend my money on a book I'm excited to read, yeah. but I have a gift card. So I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to use the gift card that I've been holding for so mm -hmm. long. So I'm really glad to have that. Um, and the next one I'm really excited to talk to you about because the reason I fully bought it was because of last week's book uh, episode or, or two weeks ago oh. or whatever. And it is A Complicated <laughs> Kindness by Miriam Tate. What the heck? Very good. I'm funny? an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> I made you do that. So have you read, have you read this one? No, I haven't read anything no. by her. Yeah, I just remember that we were talking. It was This Book was Olds. because of Book mm -hmm. Olds, right? It was Book <laughs> Olds. Okay, that's, I love that. I think that's so funny. Yeah. So um, if people heard that episode... So that would have been two episodes ago. Uh, you recommended I don't which one of hers exactly did you that recommend? One. Or like oh that was God, the, wow. that was the one I gave a shout out. It was that book. Well, because I remember that we were doing a whole we were talking about Miriam Taves a bunch and we started diving into all of her books yeah. and learning that she has the Order of Manitoba <laughs> and and all sorts of stuff. And I was like, this just sounds so cool. So I had put her like kind of on my I had put her in my. Uh, cart on the indigo app oh, nice. just to, as i kind of use that as a wish list um and so when i was in there i was like oh yeah i'm gonna go see if they have any and they had almost all of her books and i had just me and connor decided on this one just because it sounded like a perfect introduction to her mm -hmm. stuff um so that's really that's cool exciting. and then the last one i have that's canadian is the one that you sent me <laughs> we're all in this together by amy jones so i've never heard of it but it has the wackiest what? cover of all time <laughs> i know there's it a has... shark there's a barrel <laughs> yeah there's a shark trying to eat a barrel 
there the story said uh, or the synopsis says that it's about a family whose 63 year old grandmother miraculously survives plummeting over a waterfall in a barrel a feat captured on a video that goes viral and makes kate's family uh tumble into chaos under the spotlight um so it sounds like i i'm imagining you picked this one out for me because it's like social media how mm -hmm. that affects people yeah um, but did you have anything else you wanted to say about finding this book because like you said it's quoted by <laughs> or blurbed by terry fallis yeah, which I that was love. how i found it well i've heard of this book but i didn't really know what it was about i've just seen that cover in stores for the past few years and been like huh, mm. i wonder what that is and then i looked up like books or authors similar to Terry Fallis and I found this oh. list of like five books that Terry Fallis recommends and that was one of the books on the list so I was like this is perfect I love and that it's, apparently it's quite funny and it's got the social media aspect and the kooky family which I was like this all sounds this sounds like an aerial thing for sure it does <laughs> it really does and I love it because I've never heard of it I've never I hadn't ever seen it before so when I opened it I was like huh <laughs> <laughs> And then as I started to read what it was about and I looked it up online, I was like, this sounds perfect for me. And it actually right. does sound very albatrossy in that wacky Exactly. Like way. it just sounds like very over the top wacko, which I think is fun. Yeah, I love it. So thank you for this. I really do plan on reading it soon because I think that this would be a lot of fun and uh, we'll see what I think. But those were my three Canadian books that I got. Well, I've got a couple more to mention. Do you have more still? Yeah, I only have... I'm only going to talk about one more, so okay. please go ahead. All right. So, firstly, I've got a book that was, like, my last book that I bought of 2020 because I decided, oh, I'm not going to buy any more books in 2021, so this is my last shot. So on Boxing Day, I spent, like, an hour just trying to figure out which one book I wanted to get. Mm -hmm. And somehow I ended up buying a book that I had never heard of instead of just buying oh. one that I actually have been wanting for a long time. Um, <laughs> but this one just called to me. It's called Drifting House by Chris Lee. And Ooh, it is it's a... Pretty. It's so pretty. And it is a short story collection. Um, I'm just reading off the back of it here. Set in Korea and the United States from the post-war era to contemporary times. Uh, la, 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 la. Amid the famine in North Korea, the financial crisis of South Korea, and the cramped apartments in Koreatown strip malls of the United States. Um, so it kind of touches on problems in Korea and also America, because I think the author was born in Korea and grew up in the US. So mm. it kind of, she has the two different perspectives going on there, which I'm very excited about. I've obviously talked about wanting to read more short story collections. And so I was like, you know what? This this random one I've never heard of um, that I saw, I found it on a list somewhere, I think, of, of really good short story collections. And that's how I found it. But anyway, really excited to read that guy. And that then the awesome. other book I got was, yeah, it sounds so good. And the other one I got is one that you sent me for Christmas. And oh, I finally oh. got it. My Brilliant Friend by Elena Ferrante, which honestly was such a nice surprise when I opened it. I was like, oh my god, because this is one, a book that I've heard a lot about, heard a lot of good things. Yeah. Two, I usually hate the cover of this, though. The cover <laughs> of the regular book, I do not enjoy, but the one Ariel got me is like this cute one. It's, it's just really so much pretty. cuter than the original cover. Yeah. So, two, that was, that was like awesome. And, um... Yeah, so it's like a great book that I've been wanting, but kind of not wanting because it was ugly and not sure if I wanted to buy it. And then suddenly it shows up and I was like, this is the perfect gift. It's a a book about two friends. And I know it's the first book in a series. So yeah, it's just 
a lot, just a lot going on. But I'm excited. I'm. This is another like perfect gift. It was just like I'm the last so unicorn. Like, how did she find the perfect gift? <laughs> I love it. I'm so glad you think that. So when I was looking up, um, well, it was just funny because obviously your birthday wasn't too long ago, and so for your birthday, I was like, I want to get her a fantasy book she hasn't heard of. So that was like my mm -hmm. uh, ethos for your birthday book. But for this book, I was like. I want to get her something about friendship because your friendship has meant so much to me throughout 2020. I was like, I want a book about two female friends. And it turns mm -hmm. out that it is impossible to find a book about two female friends that don't like murder each other or like <laughs> end up in a giant fight or whatever. And like, I don't know what this book is about exactly because I haven't yeah. read it, but um, based on all of the reviews and stuff, it sounds like it's about two friends who have a very powerful friendship. And mm -hmm. um, so I'm in no way saying that it will reflect our friendship, but just the fact that it's a story about two female friends. Um, and it has such good reviews. Like everyone yeah. loves this book. And, and it seems like you're going to be in the vast minority if you don't enjoy this book even a bit. Because it seems like everyone likes it. So, um, And then the other final thing was, I, so I found this one and I was like, oh, I yeah. don't know though, it's so ugly. <laughs> And then <laughs> yeah. I started looking up, is there a cover anywhere else? And the UK just released these beautiful covers. And so that's why it took so oh. long to get to you. Cause I had to order it from the UK. <laughs> yeah. I saw that when it showed up, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> this is ordered special. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And well, the other thing that makes it a perfect book for me, it, like for this moment is because it's translated and it's not from the u.s you're right you're right it's actually. italian right so yeah. i was like this is perfect perfecto <laughs> well <laughs> all the things i want <laughs> perfecto um okay i actually realized i just lied to you I actually had two more books i wanted to mention real of course quick you so do. i'll just go they're multiplying <laughs> the first one is anne frank's diary the graphic Ooh. novel edition or adaptation so this is a hardcover, but I feel like with graphic novels, that doesn't count because it's not going to then come out in paperback. <laughs> it's just like, this is how a graphic novel yeah. is a lot of the time. Um, but I had never heard of, like, I didn't know that they had made this. I had not heard of this. And um, I was at a, I was at the, I was at a chapters and, or actually it was at a Coles. <laughs> not that anyone cares, <laughs> but I was at a Coles and, and I saw this and I was like, whoa, I think that I should definitely read this and Connor got it for me for my birthday so um or not for oh, my birthday nice. sorry for our anniversary so I am yeah. nervous about this have you read Anne's Frank and Frank's diary yeah I read it when I was like very young so it's been a while but I feel like that's probably a good, good time to read it because she was so young um, mm -hmm. but I tried reading it and I don't know, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast. I have a couple of, of good old fashioned irrational fears. Really? One of my big fears, you know, my giant fear of antiques, it's been <laughs> really, I've been like tackling that fear. Mm -hmm. I've been starting to really battle that fear, partly because of my old oh. house, because I've like live in an old house now. So I've kind of like, oh, it's yeah. like exposure therapy. It's making me kind of be more and more okay with old <laughs> stuff. But my other big fear is World War II stuff. And so I tried reading this when I was yep. a teenager, like the actual novel, or not the novel, sorry, the the actual book. And um, it was too scary. Like I was just too sad and scared and I couldn't read yeah. it. So I was like, maybe this would be a good way for me to experience a version of it like 
get this, read this, start to read through it, and then maybe I'll realize now as a 26-year-old adult woman, I can actually read the book. <laughs> Look um, at you tackling all your fears. I know, right? Um, I will I will say, I have visited Anne Frank's house in Amsterdam. That was one of the That's scariest okay. things I've ever done. Um, <laughs> okay, and then the last book. I'm almost, Raylene, I'm almost scared to tell you about this book. Please don't get mad at me. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so intrigued. I was sent an advanced version of Clara and the Sun oh, by Kazuo that's Ishiguro. Mean. <laughs> that's not too bad, though. It comes out in March, so like I'll have it soon. And actually, I pre-ordered it. I don't know if I told you that, but I pre-ordered my books that I wanted. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, okay. Then then it's too late to go back on it. Um mm-hmm. I, I was like, you know what? I think to be a good friend, I have to send her this copy. I was like, I don't get to read it. I just have to send it to Raylene. <laughs> no, that's um, fine. But Penguin Press reached out to me and they had an incredible list of new books coming out. I think what's happening yeah. 2021 is going to be an incredible year for publishing because so many of the books that were going to be published in 2020 got pushed. And then so many of the books right. that were going to come out this year are still coming out. Do you know what I mean? So it's going to be like a, almost a double yeah, year. This- um double whammy (laughs) yeah so they sent me this list of books and i got a few of them but this is the one i wanted to talk about today because it just sounds so so good like the second you told me about the book i was like i am a hundred percent going to read that that sounds phenomenal yes um we just talked about it but uh for anyone who's hadn't heard that episode it's about um clara who is an ai who uh, lives in a store like waiting to be purchased and I started, I just started reading the first page and it's so interesting. Let me just read you the first few sentences yes, to please. continue to get you hyped. When we were <sighs> new, Rosa and I were mid-store on the magazine's table side and could see through more than half of the window. So we were able to watch the outside, the office workers hurrying by, the taxis, the runners, the tourists, beggarman and his dog, the lower part of the RPO building. Once we were more settled, manager allowed us to walk up to the front until we were right behind the window display and then we could see how tall the RPO building was. And if we were there at just the right time, we could see the sun on his journey crossing between the building tops from our side over to the RPO building side. Isn't that I already kind love of, it. It's kind of spooky in a way, you know, where it's like she's an item in a store. Yeah, where she can walk around and see things. Yeah. so (laughs) That is kind of freaky. And that first paragraph, though, I feel like that first paragraph really adds to the title, Clara and the Sun. Now Mm -hmm. I'm understanding that she's this AI who likes to look out the window at the sun. Yeah, yeah. Very poetic. It's beautiful. I know, I already, like, it's, that's already a beautiful book and I've only heard a few sentences. (laughs) Well, what was your last one that can transition us into what you're currently reading? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that was the one I already talked about it, but it's The Shadows. Oh, right, right, right. the the spooky book that I'm reading. And yeah, like I said, I'm only on page 33 right now, so I can't really say too much about it, but um, I'll probably have finished it by the next time we talk. So I'll I'll dive in a little deeper, Mm -hmm. but I am reading another book at the moment as well. And it's another mashed potato book, folks. I'm on a roll. I'm doing great. (laughs) I'm reading The Alloy of Law by um, Brandon Sanderson. This is the first book in, like, the secondary Mistborn trilogy. Um, Mm. So this is, yeah. So this is the beginning of that. Luckily, these are a lot smaller than the original Mistborn books. Also, I'm actually, I just lisped. Also, I, um... (laughs) 
I'm listening to it on audiobook, which is how I listen to all or how I read all the other Mistborn books. For some uh, reason, I just yeah. love listening to these on audio. So this trilogy, I'm going to be reading it over the next month, probably because I started listening to the Alloy of Law and then I got an email from Scribd and it was like, oh, just so you know, this book is expiring from the app in the <gasps> next month. Like I only have until the end of February to read it. No. And so I'm assuming that's the same for the rest of the books. So I'm oh, like, God. oh God, I have to listen to all of them this month. So, so that's what I'll be doing. I'll be listening to a lot of Brandon Sanderson over the next little while. Um, but so far, I'm really loving it. This one, without getting into too much detail, because I don't want to spoil anything for the original trilogy, but this takes place 300 years after the first trilogy. Oh, okay. So there's wow. like different technology and stuff, but it still mixes together with the magic system because um, there's still um, Allomancy, which is the magic system in this book or in this series where people can use metals like they drink metals into their body and then they can like use them to have different powers um so some of them can like make their eyesight really sharp and some of them can like push against metals so they can like fly into the air if, but just by dropping a coin on the ground stuff like mm. that so it's a really cool magic system and it's cool to see it how it combines with like this kind of futuristic version of the world which is really cool so yeah i'm really liking it so far i'm still in the beginning but it's great it's hey that's awesome, awesome. so yeah, what are you reading? Well, that's a great question. I finished <laughs> three books this week. Oh my god. I finished them and I haven't started a new thing yet. So I am actually not really currently reading anything. The only thing that I kind of counts is that I've listened to a little bit more of Catelyn Moran, How to Be a Woman's Book or more than a woman, sorry, that's the new one, yeah. on audiobook. You'll recall I started that book yeah. last year and I just hadn't finished it in time for the end of the year. And so I definitely wanted to finish that. I, I listened to a little bit more of it this week. And um, the very funny thing that happened, one of the funny things that happened this week is that I messaged Raylene and I said, so should I try cross-stitching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was out of nowhere. Didn't see it coming. And Raylene was like, uh, yeah, it's great. And I was like, okay, so what What do I, like, do? Like, how do I start? <laughs> and you were like, well, you can either buy a kit or you can buy a pattern. And I was like, how about something like this? And you're like, that's way too complicated. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, okay, oh, totally. How about this small lighthouse? <laughs> I love the lighthouse. I love the lighthouse, too, but let me tell you about a problem that happened. I oh. So I went to a craft store to get the thread for the cross stitch and, and mm -hmm. all the other things that you need. Because I thought that cross stitch just happened on, um, like, like normal fabric. But it's like its oh, own. Oh, no, yeah, do you need. It's its I own cloth. Yeah, it's its own fancy mm -hmm. fabric. So I had to get the fabric and the thread and everything. I was like, okay, no problem. Um, so I go to the, I go to the craft store and, um, <laughs> okay, so the... <laughs> The lighthouse is a pattern from Etsy, right? I yeah. bought it while standing in the store. And it <laughs> had to email me the pattern. And I just kept standing there, like, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. And it would never send me the freaking thing. And so I ended up just yeah. scrapping the entire lighthouse concept because I was bored of... I was literally standing in this craft store for, like, ten minutes waiting for this email that gave me what? the pattern. Um, and instead, I just bought one of the kits that they had. Which, honestly, I yep. feel better about just because I know I have everything I need. And That's what I would recommend yeah, for very, a first timer. <laughs> exactly. Very very thorough instructions and everything 
So now I'm going to be cross-stitching a giant boat. <laughs> <laughs> Same it's, vibe. Yeah. It's not just a boat, though. It is the Blue Nose, a very important boat in Canadian history. Um, what's really funny about the Blue Nose, Raylene, is like, we all have heard about the Blue Nose. The Blue Nose is on our dime. Like, it's, it's the boat mm. that's on our dime. So everyone's seen the Blue Nose. But I feel like... None of us know why the Blue Nose is famous. And I was like... I sure don't. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why is the Blue Nose famous? I was like, it must have been some sort of a warship, right? Like some, you know, saved eight, 80 souls during the war. Or or maybe it was like um, one of the boats that brought over important people during yeah. pioneer times. No! It just won a bunch of races. It was a fast <laughs> boat. And I was like... <laughs> such a weird thing to have become and now we so have it famous. forever memorialized yeah. on all of our money <laughs> exactly so anyway i'm now going to be cross-stitching so my my the reason i bring this up is because the reason i wanted to try cross-stitching was because since moving here i haven't been listening to audiobooks and i like the idea of like sitting down to do a thing like cross-stitching which is pretty straightforward i'm not saying it's not complicated mm -hmm. but it is pretty straightforward it's also seemingly so much easier than embroidery <laughs> like just the, the little pattern so. and everything is a lot more yeah. straightforward um and i'm used to embroidery so i feel like this once i get into the routine of it will be pretty straightforward to just sit down and do and listen to my audiobook so hopefully i really want to finish more than a woman because I've, i feel like it's dragged out in my life a bit that's true Although I will also say you yeah. have inspired me to start working on my cross stitch again because it's been a while. <gasps> I, I often go in like big bursts. Like the last time I worked on it was when I was listening to Bear Town, which was obviously a little while ago now. Yeah. Um, that's how I remember like Isn't that things. funny? Like I have cer certain parts of my cross stitch are associated with certain books. I and, like, love that. I distinctly remember which cross stitch I was doing when I was listening to The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon by Stephen King last That's year so or the year funny. before, whenever it was. I love that. Like, I just, I remember, I'm like, this is the butterfly I cross stitched when I was listening <laughs> to that book. And it's kind of fun. It's kind of weird. Like, it just adds more, like, meaning to the piece almost. Cause you're yeah, like, oh, yeah, you're right. I listened to, like, this book and this book and this book. It's kind of cool. So, yeah, now um, the Alloy of Law is getting its own section on my cross stitch. <laughs> Well, we should both uh, try and cross-stitch as much as we can over the next two weeks. And then in two weeks when we do our next reading update, one of our Instagram photos can maybe be a, a little cross-stitching update. That's a great idea. Because my cross-stitch mm -hmm. is looking pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've done our book haul. We've done our currently reading. <coughs> oh, God. I'm choking on my, <laughs> we've done choking our on my tea. We've done books. Oh, no. So now it's time to jump. I guess we kind of did this out of order, but that's fine. Yep. Uh, okay. what books did we finish? Christ, how, we have so many books to talk about this week. Um, I know! Yeah, so Raylene, what books did you finish that you want to review this week? Uh, okay. did you do? I've got three that I'm going to talk about because I read three awesome books. Wow, in the past okay. little while here. Um, so I finished Kafka on the Shore, which was quite the journey and I will let you guys know right now this is going to be my next reading vlog that will come out oh, on the cool. second Wednesday of February so that's pretty soon I guess when this episode's coming out it'll be pretty darn soon so yeah. look out for that um yeah so I won't I won't get into too much detail but just as a quick review I enjoyed the book it is like a good coming-of-age story about a young boy he runs away from home and then lives in a library in a small seaside town Whoa. and then um Weird stuff kind of starts happening, and 
it takes a pretty dark turn at one point. There is some animal cruelty that really got under my skin mm. and almost made me want to put the book down. But I was like, I'm sure this, like, I can get past this. There's more to the book than just this one moment. But it was like, oh, so just a fair warning for anybody wanting to read the book. There is I had a, an extremely stuff. similar moment with the Wind Up Bird Chronicles. Yeah. There, that book has that. to do with war. And there was like this insanely torturous scene that mm-hmm. was like, I'm not mad at him for putting it in because those things happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't like reading it and I I actually did put the book down and I was like, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. need to keep going. No. But yeah, with this book, it was just like, oh God, that part, I was mad at him. I talk about it in my reading vlog. I'm like, I'm mad at you, Haruki, for doing this to my brain and my eyes. Like I, I read it right before going to sleep and I was like, oh God, this is going to be a terrible sleep. Um... But it does kind of, you know, it picks up after that and it's and it's okay. But there, yeah, there is some weirdness in there, which I won't get into here. But it was a good book overall. Definitely not my favorite. At the beginning of the book, I was like, ooh, maybe this is better than 1Q84. But then right. it kind of, it wavered for me a little bit. And it's definitely not better than 1Q84 in my mind. But it's okay. still good. Still cool. good and definitely a cat book. So I'm, I'm glad I read it. Oh, God. <laughs> um, the next book I read was The Queen's Gambit. By Walter Tevis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I listened to the audiobook for this. My, Whoa! Um, have you seen the show Libby, yet? Libby got it for me. Oh, yeah. Talk- Whoa, okay, yeah, sorry. We just I had a little it. lag moment. Um, I Ooh. didn't hear what you said. Yeah. Have you seen the show yet? Yeah, Kyle and I watched it last year, I think. Like, at okay. the end of last year or early this year. I think and did you like year, it? Yeah. So you must have liked yeah. it enough to read the book. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. And... I will say the book and the show are like nearly identical in like feeling and plot and everything. Like they just have a similar vibe. They they did a really good job adapting the book because um, they yeah, they kept the the heart of the book in there in the oh, show wow. and That's didn't awesome. really lose anything, which I think is great. So you can experience both and they're both amazing. So yeah, I would definitely recommend the book for people who don't know what it's about. Uh, it's about a young orphan named Beth who is living in an orphanage and she, when she's eight years old, the gender at the orphanage teaches her to play chess. And it turns out she's amazing at chess. She's super good at it. She's a child prodigy. And, and then it's the rest of her life becoming, you know, an amazing chess player, chess champion, whatever. And But she also struggles with addiction, which is another big part of the book and the mm. show. And it's just like so interesting. Wow. And she's such a well-written character. And all the other side Gosh. characters are also great. Like just all of it is so awesome. So I really loved the book. Like I, I want a copy of it now, but I don't want a TV tie-in copy. So I'm going to have yeah. to find an old <laughs> copy of this book that came out in the 80s. <laughs> Well, that's so great so, to hear because I've been very interested. I love the show so much that me and my brother mm-hmm. were like, we should read the book. So it's great to hear that you loved it so much. One interesting yeah. thing that I had found out about the show was that it took the guy who made the show 17 years to get the show made because he loved the book and he was like, this should be a show or, or a movie mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but... Like, what studio is going to buy a show, like, a book about chess, right? Like, it's, like, pretty boring. It's a weird choice. Yeah, when you hear about it, it sounds boring, but it really isn't. I have to interrupt you because one of the books I wasn't going to talk about that I bought, I now have to talk about because you read The Queen's Gambit. (laughs) Okay. It is Play Winning Chess, a textbook (laughs) about chess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a perfect moment. So, um, 
I I have played chess my whole life. My dad loves chess, and so he taught me and my brother how to play chess when we were kids. So we always played mm-hmm. chess, but to the point where me and my brother were in chess tournaments when we were kids. So That's crazy. um in grade school for a period of time, we would like on the weekends go to uh, the Royal Military College in Kingston and they would have they would have chess tournaments and stuff. And me and yeah. my brother were not very good. Like we it was not an Anya Taylor Joy situation where we were like suddenly chess champions. Yeah. No, it was just like fun and 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 good fun. But we've always loved mm-hmm. chess. And so me then and CJ then watched the show, The Queen's Gambit, and we started yeah. playing a lot of chess. Um and like we mean so you were talking about this like we always do this we for like there'll be two months in a year where we play chess every day and then we yeah. completely stop until the next year but like every year or every two years there's like a chess <laughs> period in our lives and mm-hmm. i was like there are so many books about chess why don't i just try reading one like imagine if it makes our chess a little bit more interesting a little bit more fun and so we first started by watching some youtube videos about chess and we learned literally so much that our chess is insanely much better but like it's not good we're not good at chess but we're like better at it and so i was like yeah i'll invest in a book and so i did a lot of research because there are so many chess books out there Mm-hmm. And this one was, like, very highly acclaimed and, and said, like, it was really helpful. So, Play Winning Chess. One of the most, uh, it's a reference book. One of the most boring books I've ever held. But I'm excited to read it. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so funny. Well, without further ado, I now have to tell you about the last book that I finished. That you're gonna freak out, man. You're what? Freak what out. is it? <clears throat> I just finished reading it yesterday it was my year of rest and relaxation <gasps> by Otessa I gasp, I gasp, I gasp, I gasp. Okay, I'm actually so nervous. <laughs> I told okay, you I read really... three great books. What What do I have to say? It was awesome. I guess you're right. It was great. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God. My mind literally blanked to everything else you'd ever said didn't matter anymore. I was just like, I don't know what she thinks. What if she hated it? Oh, I'm so relieved. Did you like it? Did you really like it? Oh my god. I really liked it. Like I I I think she's crying, guys. <laughs> so yeah, I read it over the span of like a couple of days cuz it was, you know, a really quick read and it yeah. surprised me by how funny it was, but like in a really dark way. Like dark. it's really Yeah. <laughs> the main character is just like such a bad person, but yeah, like it was lunatic. so fun to be in her head. Yeah, like she's just bad. Like she has one friend, Riva, who we've all heard about. You've talked about Riva. And she just, like, <laughs> is so mean to her. And she clearly doesn't like her. But she just, like, keeps, like, stringing her along. And yeah. it's just like, oh, man, she's such a bad friend. But, like, it was so interesting to be in the head of someone like that. Because um, she's, like, going through her own thing, you know? Like, she she is sad. It doesn't matter that she's skinny and beautiful. She is depressed and sad. And her life is bad for her own reasons and you know it's just like oh it was such an interesting book oh it was so yeah it was weird for sure it was a strange book but it was really good I actually um near the beginning of the book I I marked one page that I thought was really funny um when she the main character who is unnamed which is why I keep calling her the main character she meets her her um doctor (laughs) 
Her doctor is so funny. She's the the worst <laughs> therapist of all time or worst psychiatrist of all time. Because basically she goes to this doctor and is just like, oh, I have insomnia. I can't sleep. And then the doctor's like, oh, here, try all of these drugs. And just like gives her so many prescriptions. It's so bad. But um, it's funny when she first meets her. Uh, here's, yeah, I'm just going to read this sentence. It's hilarious. The first time I met Dr. Tuttle, she wore a foam neck brace because of a taxi accident and was holding an <laughs> obese tabby whom she introduced as my eldest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I was like, who is this fucking lady? <laughs> it's just, it's so on point. All of the yeah. characterization is so on point. It is really sassy and funny in this dry, dark, scary way that yeah. adds to her darkness. Like, Absolutely. Things, Sometimes she'll yeah. go on a tangent for like a whole paragraph just talking about this one type of person and like it's like oh they do this and like this and they dress like that and it's like oh that's totally like accurate. Like mm. she has a really like sharp way of writing that I thought was yeah. so good. Um, I really really enjoyed it and now I'm like I need more. I need more of her books. Like I immediately want to read her short story collection and I want to read Eileen and I know she has um that other new book. Oh, what's it called? Death in Her Hands? Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, the one that yeah, I've been so. dragging my feet on. My greatest I know. mashed potato book, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I know like what's going to happen if next time we talk I've read that book. What would happen in your brain um, if that happened? I think our friendship would be over. Yeah, I think that would be it. I think the podcast would come to a close. <laughs> yep, it would be all my fault, of course. <laughs> I won't do that. I've got other books I want to read. But I'm yeah. so glad to hear that, though, because I really did think that you would like it. But obviously, yeah. I liked it so much that it was that book fear where you're like, what if my best friend doesn't like one of my favorite books? I'll still love I know, you, right? but it'll just be sad. Um, yeah. So I'm just really glad to hear that you enjoyed it, it seems, as much as I did. Um, yeah, I really loved it. Oh, man. That's great. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm not, I'm shocked. I don't even know what the hell I'm supposed to talk about next. How does anything else matter? I have, like, I need an hour to recover. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I had a good, like, week of reading, like, mashed potato books, you know, books that were just, like, really calling to me in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just did it, and it felt great. Because this book, I've been, like, saving it for a while now. Um, but now it just felt like the right time. I was like, what am I waiting for? I want to know what the hype is about. And so, yeah. I read it, and I loved it. It was great. Thank you so much for recommending it a thousand times so that I would finally read it. Wow. You see, that's yeah. the... That really proves to me that you don't just recommend a book once. You have to recommend it a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, you have to just drill it in. I'm sure lots of people have read that book because of how many times you've talked about it. And if you guys <laughs> haven't read it yet, now I'm seconding all of that recommendation power That's and you've so got to read it. Now there's, now there's two of us yelling non incessantly about my year of rest and relaxation. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I guess I should talk about the books I read. Um, I'm curious. I actually... Now. I, I also had one book that was a five out of five stars and I'm like mm. so excited about. Um, and I'm looking here actually at my little book catalog about like the books that I like starting my new catalog on my Excel spreadsheet. And I read books, I finished these books on the 23rd, the 26th and the 29th. So it seems every three days I was finally finishing a That's book. Cool. <laughs> um, so the first one is no surprise, it's Memoirs of a Teenage Amnesiac by Gabrielle oh, yeah. Seven. Um, it, yeah, it took me ages to finish this book because of many reasons in life, but I really did enjoy it. It was, I, like, I, like, you know, this was my, um, Patreon, uh, reading vlog pick. 
So if people who <laughs> ended up being like an 18 minute long video where I like talk a lot about emotions. So if you're really interested in hearing my in-depth thoughts about memoirs <laughs> of a teenage amnesiac, that's the place to go. But what I will say here is that it is really difficult to reread old YA favorites. I'm realizing yeah. that now. And I don't know how much more I want to do that just because when I reread this book, I really enjoyed it. It is still one of my favorite books. However, mm -hmm. is it a book that I would recommend to people all of the time? Probably right. not. Um, yeah. And like, you know, it's a book about a teenager who falls down a flight of stairs and loses her memory. She's 17 and she loses, or 18, and she loses her memory all the way back to when she's 12. So she really doesn't remember being a teenager. Mm -hmm. um, she's forgotten that her parents have had a divorce. She's forgotten why she no longer talks to her mother. And so she's rediscovering all of these things, but she's also, and this is like, I think the main point of the book, it's about like reinventing your identity and like basically being like, okay, if you don't know anything about yourself and you can kind of reinvent yourself, who do you want to be? Like, what are these things that you want to keep about what you think you were? And what are the new things you want to reinvent? And I love all those themes. And what's most mm -hmm. important is that those themes were so brutally important to me when I was a teenager, right? So like, yeah. I can't, now that I've read this book again, I read it from like a 26 year old woman's perspective. And I'm like, no, obviously it didn't hit me as hard. I'm like, girl, just don't fucking date this guy. Like don't, <laughs> it's high school, you're gonna get yeah. over it. Do you know what I mean? But like, that's, I, that's really reductive. And so I don't feel that way. I, I feel more like, yeah, this book was important to me back then. It's sort of like, who is gonna try and do a deep dive into how um, how good Arthur is as a children's television program, right? It's like, it's yeah. amazing for children and me. <laughs> like it's yeah. an incredible show, but it's never gonna compare to like the Queen's Gambit because they're doing two different things. So totally, yeah. I reread it, I liked it, I respected it for what it was to me when I was younger, but I also like definitely was a bit bored and saw problems with it and just didn't relate with the character as much. I don't know, so mm -hmm. complicated. I feel very complicated about it. Um, <laughs> I'll skip to the third one. Okay. Against Creativity by Ollie Mould. Do you remember I showed you this one last time we talked? I hauled it. It was yeah. it's a white book. Yeah, Against Creativity. Yeah. So the reason I was reading this was because me and my friend are kind of doing a book club every month where we read oh, a right. different book that's about creativity and um, entrepreneur entrepreneurship and being a creator and stuff. So this was our first one. And I really didn't like it at all. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, like, no. I honestly would give this a one out of five stars or like oh, in, in that realm. I read the first third. I skimmed the second third. And then I read the like conclusion part. Um, Thanks. Oh, how can I put this into words? I mean, there, there's two <laughs> problems with, for me, just from my yeah. perspective. Number one is that it was written in the most pretentious, inaccessible, academic way. Ooh, it was no. the thing where I was reading it and I was like, I get it, sir. You have a master's degree. Great. Like, okay, <laughs> you know what these words mean and you're going to keep saying neoliberalism. I'm like, I can't stand <laughs> that. I just can't stand it. Um, I think yeah. I'm particularly just like frustrated at people who make topics that can be very approachable totally unapproachable <laughs> like it really <laughs> frustrates me because you're reading something and you have to like read it four times before anyone knows what you're talking about i just find that so frustrating and completely yeah. unenjoyable and 
unnecessary. And then the second part is that I just really disagreed with everything he was saying. Oh my God, amazing. <laughs> so it turned out to not really be what me and my friend thought that the book was going to be about. We still had a really, I think, interesting conversation about the book. And, and we had like, we had really good talks about um, other things that were sort of related. Like we'd sort of be like, what do you think he meant by this? And we'd be like, yeah, I don't really agree with that. But, and then we'd go on like a big talk. So we still had a mm -hmm. great conversation, but... The book is very, um, it's communist in a way that makes me uncomfortable. He kept quoting Marx without any context. And I'm like, you can't talk about communism without like also talking about all of the millions of people who were tortured and, and killed by communism. And you can't just like talk about Marx in a vacuum without like, talking about the context i think that's re really irresponsible and and so it was, just got to this point where everything he was saying i was just like i don't know man i, don't, I just <laughs> oh, i don't know i felt like i was reading someone's dissertation that i just didn't agree with and and i didn't want to read it anymore so that was yeah. a real flop for me really <laughs> Ugh, that's too bad when was the last time like i actually like tested a book i read it's been i feel like years. it's been a long time yeah i don't remember all right, but now let's talk a book that I loved. Five out of five stars. Cannot recommend this book enough. Want everyone to read it. And people are going to be so fucking mad at me. And that's fine. <laughs> How to Avoid a Climate Crisis or Climate Disaster by Bill Gates. Fucking fantastic is what it was. <laughs> it was so, so good. And like, uh... It was so good. I don't even care what people come at me with. It was so good. I like if anybody ever wants to talk to me again about how, um, like how they don't like Bill Gates and and then therefore they sh they're not going to read this book. I'm just going to mm -hmm. be like, that's too bad because you're missing out on such a good book. Um, mm -hmm. So this book has taught me more about climate change than anything else I have ever read, I have ever watched, I have ever consumed. It was so educational and so incredibly eye-opening. Um, it came from a perspective, uh, a very particular perspective, and I'm not in any way saying this is the only book on the climate you should read. I am not saying Bill Gates has all of the answers to climate. I think that the climate crisis is such a large scale problem that we're gonna need lots of different opinions, lots of different perspectives, right? Yeah. So I'm just recommending this as one of the perspectives I think is very worthwhile reading. Um, it was like, you know when I read a graphic novel and you're sitting next to me and I keep gasping? It was like that. Every <laughs> oh, like God. every few pages I'd be like, whoa, or like, <gasps> like he put the problem in such a powerful way <laughs> that I was like, we're fucked. We're all fucked. <laughs> oh, but then at the same time, I didn't feel like not reading. I didn't feel hopeless. I didn't feel like all is lost. I felt a lot of hope, a lot of optimism. He um, is very open about the fact that, you know, the climate crisis is mainly affecting the poorest people in in our world and how unfair that is because they're the people who have absolutely done the least to make it happen yeah. and he's talked about how people in um, and countries in developing countries like china and india who have growing populations that are pushing and pulling and working out of being 
um, in vast poverty deserve to use as much electricity as they need so that they can um, reach more and more comfortable, safe lives that have like access to refrigeration for medicine and all these sorts of things that we have on the West and that have helped our countries um, have like less death, like less preventable death. And he's like, but to do that, they need more energy and more electricity. And so we all need to think up ways so that all of us can have access to clean energy. So I really appreciated yeah. that because I, 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 we've talked about this loads on the podcast, really, but I hate it when things are American centric. And Bill Gates yeah. could have totally done that. He could have so easily been like, uh, I'm American. I live in America. He, I innovate in America. Here is what I think America needs to do. No, it yeah. was such a global book. And he looked at global solutions and what we all need to be doing. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I learned so much from it. And I thought that it was really powerful. So I really recommend it to everyone. I think even if you hate capitalism and you hate billionaires, and I still think that that is an, an interesting perspective for you to think about. Right? I'm not saying totally, that this is going to yeah. brainwash you and, and change your mind. I'm just saying that you need to know that we all need to know as many perspectives as we can on this. Um, so, yeah. So, so a bad book and a great book. <laughs> That's awesome. And also, you read one of your most highly anticipated books of the year already. Whoop, woo! <laughs> How did you manage that? That's awesome. <laughs> so that has all been very, very cool. Um, I felt really good when I finished reading that. You know when you finish a book that you really liked and you just feel solid about life? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow, we've talked about so many books this week. I'm proud of us. Um, I know, it's crazy. We still have a little bit more to go, though, guys. Bear with us. <laughs> it's time for... Uh, let's do yours, because I feel like I just talked for a long time. It's sure. time for Ruben's Bookolds. <laughs> I forget if that was CJ or it was if it was a comment that was like, we should call it Ruben's Bookolds. And I was like, that's hilarious. Yes, we should. <laughs> Whoever said that, I love it. I want a pin that says Ruben's Bookolds on it. <laughs> Next merch. Okay, so I thought... In the spirit of me having loved The Queen's Gambit, I would mm. do a little dive into Walter Tevis's other books. Cool. And um, give a shout out to one of them. So the one that looks to be one of his, like his other most popular book, I would say Queen's Gambit and this one seem to be his most widely adored books. Um, this one's called The Hustler and it came out in 1959. Wow. And this one is all about pool. So whoa, yeah. So I'll just read the synopsis of Goodreads for this one to give you the full idea. Um, it's kind of got some history here. When it was first published in 1959, The Hustler was the first and the best novel written about billiards in the 400-year history of the game. The book quickly won a respected readership and later an audience for the movie with the same name starring Paul Newman and Jackie Gleason. The Hustler is about the victories and losses of one fast Eddie Felsen, a pool room hustler who travels from town to town, conning strangers into thinking they could beat him at the game. And in fact, he is a skillful player who has never lost a game. Until he meets his match in Minnesota Fats, the true king of the pool room, causing his life to change drastically. This is a classic tale of a man's struggle with his soul and his self-esteem. Ooh, it so sounds, that sounds... If you had read cool. that to me and not told me who it was by, I'd be like, that sounds like the male Queen's Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It has a similar vibe. It's like someone who just like never loses and is so good. And um, But he obviously, this character kind of uses it for ill gain by the mm. sounds of things because he's conning people because he's so good at pool. That sounds um, awesome. 
It does sound awesome, and it sounds like it would make a great movie too. So I'm like, I'm curious <gasps> enough about it to at You're the very right. and it is a movie, so you can watch you can watch the movie. I don't know when it came out. I didn't look that up, but I feel like that's the type of thing that now I'm like, I want to watch that, and then maybe I'll end up reading it too. <laughs> I love that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, so I I just gave one shout out today. I, I didn't find anything else for you guys, but um, I thought that that seemed like a cool a cool book to shine a light on. It's probably enjoyed... for the best, considering how much we've talked today. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, whoo, I'm getting tired. Uh, just one book, moving on. Now, uh, it's your turn, man. Take the floor. <laughs> it's time for some book news. <laughs> Alright, I actually had a lot of book news, and so I'm just gonna burn through it. It's gonna be flash, it's gonna be like lightning news. Lightning round. Number one, Heartstopper is being made into a Netflix show. That's Holy huge. shit. I know. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Massive news. Number two, Neil Gaiman's books all have brand new matching watercolor covers. They're oh beautiful my God. and it's really cool. Next up, Emily St. John Mandel has written a new book and she oh. said, quote unquote, it's deranged because I wrote it in 2020. That sounds awesome. Next <laughs> up, George oh Orwell is now in the public domain in the UK starting January 1st of 2021 because he died at whatever, like, I forget how many years it is like 60 years ago or 80 years ago or whatever it is um and so his books are now in the public domain which means that publishers in the uk can all publish his books now so we're gonna be getting a lot more different covers editions cool. conglomerations like all sorts of things um and the final bit of news is poet uh youth poet laureate in the united states amanda gorman um has kind of come onto the scene in a very epic way. She spoke at the inauguration, at Joe Biden's inauguration and read a poem mm. that like people were completely obsessed with and it made her poetry collection shoot up to number one on the Amazon Ooh. list and stuff. So uh, if you guys enjoyed her poem at the inauguration, you can get her collection. So it was actually an incredible week of book news and uh, there that it all is, really. <laughs> that was so like you're right that was a lot of news and it was all big news like, <laughs> whoa i just looked up the neil gaiman covers and they are beautiful like yes. so different from what you would normally see on a neil yeah. gaiman book, but i really like it i really like, like them too the Heartstopper stuff is really exciting because alice oseman is posting about like casting and stuff like that Ooh, yeah i'm so hyped on a new emily st john mandel book like the fact that she wrote it in 2020, obviously we all have to talk about Station Eleven pandemic. Like, what exactly. is she thinking? I'd love to hear her thoughts now that we've actually gone through or go are going through a pandemic. Yeah. What is that book going to be about? Ooh, that's intriguing. Oh, God. Wow. That wow. was insane. What a way to end the episode. Just <laughs> blasting off a bunch of crazy news. <laughs> well, thank you so much to everybody who um, has listened to this episode and and you know shares the episode on instagram and stuff um you mentioned our pins and we haven't talked about our merch in a while i was actually listening to another podcast who was like we never talk about our merch and i was like <laughs> i didn't know they had merch and i was like me and Rayleigh never talk about our merch um we have beautiful bookmarks and really gorgeous pins we actually only have 47 pins left 
So oh if we, we don't have that many left, and if we sell out of them, it will give us an opportunity to make a new piece of merch. Um, and it's the best way to support the podcast along with becoming a patron. So um, yeah, if you're interested, please check it out at booksunboundpodcast.com. And you can also check out our Patreon there. We are now off to record our Patreon mini podcast, which is a, a podcast where now we answer questions from our patrons. This one, this week's comes from Vanya who asks, do you ever plan to read or have you read your close family slash friends favorite books? So I think that'll be fun to talk about. Thank you again to everyone. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye.